Welcome to What's Left, a weekly political discussion challenging the mainstream left. I'm Eduardo Barca with co-hosts, teacher and socialist Andy Lipson and community organizer and socialist Kenny Cepeda. We are online at what-s-left.webmail.com. Please subscribe, rate, review, turn on your notifications and share your favorite episode wherever you found this episode. Thank you. Uh, today we will be discussing, this will be a special episode for our listeners as we will be sharing some organizing efforts. Last week, we were discussing in the episode of, um, excuse me, are you vaccinated? And we were discussing some of our frustrations. You, we used almost the episode as an outlet to be able to express what we've been feeling. And so right after, well, there was some, even if people hear on the episode, there was towards the end, there was some like Andy's like, well, let's do something now. <laughs> some, some push. <laughs> so uh, right after the episode, we had um, decided we were going to start something small. And hopefully from there, however it takes, uh, however it goes, um, however it's launched, and people will hopefully join in in this organizing effort. So um, we started off uh, with a Facebook group. The name of the Facebook group is Workers you, and Students for Choice. And yeah. the reason we launched the Facebook group is to publicize a virtual meeting that we're having next, this coming Tuesday, August 17th at 5 p.m. Um, Pacific time, like the California time, which would be 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. And we really are inviting anybody who, that's the reason for, for start. This is what we're starting. We're starting essentially a, a gathering, a virtual gathering at this point of people who are concerned about vaccine mandates and the, then the potential implementation of vaccine passports and seeing if we can do something to build some opposition here in the United States to it. And, uh, and then we, the three of us began starting inviting people to the Facebook group and slowly we've been adding and adding folks and then they've been adding folks and we've already reached for just a week. We've reached, um, I think 50 to 60 people. I think it's 55. So anyone from the USA can join because that's the, that's the plan for now. And then if it grows, we'll see where, how we'll organize. If you're listening or watching this, we'll just include the link and information in the episode notes where you found this episode. And, uh, and please, we're asking that you join if it interests you. Uh, and whatever your political affiliation is. And if you're not from the United States, because I think there's a few people who are not from the United States who might be interested in coming, I actually, those folks are welcome, particularly because we get to hear, we could hear a little bit about how the effort to stop these things is happening in, say, Europe or where other places around the world. But we'll see. Yeah. But the, the definitely, I agree with you, Eduardo. I think when we put this together, the goal is to see if this could be a starting point for assembling people and then figuring out where do we go there. Um, and uh, that's as far as we know. That's as much as I think we can tell. And at least for me, you know, the the reason I want to do this is, you know, is to do something collectively, right? Because like, I think there are some level, there is some level of resistance and individuals, but 
obviously that is very taxing, isolating, and it's hard to fight, you know, alone. So at least my hope is that we can find more people that are willing to do something about it, not just talk about it, not just, you know, complain, but take some actions, hopefully, concrete actions. And that's my hope for this group, right? Like that we get people that are willing to, you know, organize, you know, in, in, in uh, mount a response to the fast moving changes in the mandates. Mm-hmm. And the the hope we'll see what happens in this episode. You know, the most the big important thing will be that Tuesday meeting. But the idea, and like you said, Eduardo, is to use this episode. I think to kind of like there were there were some birth pains for this thing. You know, like there were moments of doubt and there were moments of some fears. And I think it would be worth talking about some of those things than talking about to give people an idea. Like this is what people are going to go through because I do believe to change the world all of us are going to have to become organizers of people around us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it can't be just a subset. It will have to be all of us. So I, I do feel like this is one of those things where if you ever thought, wondered what it looks like to do organizing and what, and what, what are some of the questions that come up? I figured we could do some of that here and share that process. Right. I mean, I could share with you my hesitancy from last week. Let's start there. I would like to, because <laughs> you did it. We're doing it, but you, you had some reservations. I'll share some of my hesitancy and then, you know, maybe Kenny too. Well, I mean, so for folks that know me, I, I have um, participated in demonstrations since I was an adolescent, you know, whether that be in Mexico or that be, the anti-war movement here in San Francisco when um, Bush took us to war. And I remember San Francisco being filled up. And so I, it's it's not like I'm that in campaigning for candidates as well as, um, you know, just occupied. That was my experience. And then also myself having to organize, you know, small, but uh, in in um, the South Bay and then in, the, in, in Gilroy as well. And going to different places to try to organize against GMOs, big companies like Syngenta or uh, Monsanto. So there's an article of me in, online that's still there, and I'm surprised it's still there. Um, and I sometimes showed up with just 15 people. You know, I didn't have a lot of people that I, I had. And it was just me. And this was a time that Occupy, I was Occupy GMOs, Occupy Monsanto, Occupy, you know, Wall Street. And so... To me, those movements at that time, and here's where my hesitancy came from, those movements at the time seemed to be quite aligned with a lot of leftist uh, ideologies in the sense that um, there was no questioning on the left about going against um, GMOs. There was no questioning about whether if you pick progressive candidates versus liberal candidates. Well, even that was sometimes still, you know, there's still friction, but it wasn't like you're doing something completely wild or I don't know it wasn't this mm-hmm. this division that exists today mm-hmm. and you know part of the social movements for um you know um same-sex marriage or uh, or just uh, um women's rights or so I've been a part of those movements after this administration Trump administration and and as I shared in my COVID journey which I invite people to look at there have been some very 
clear divides about what you can and cannot say and what you are not allowed to do or what you are you're going to be um, banished or ousted or um, censored or labeled away. And that happens to be with my first last year was with the reopening of schools. There was now I've lost some friends. And now it's with these vaccine mandates that will lead uh, vac to vaccine passports. Because I've had friends ask me, they've seen stuff on my Facebook and they say, are you talking, there's they're two separate things, vaccine mandates and vaccine passports. No, no, I said, no, they're the same thing. Vaccine mandates, to be clear, will lead to vaccine passports. Th that's just the way it's going to be. We're seeing it happening already in, in Europe. So I, I don't understand. If, if it's not clear enough, it, like, the, the line is quite clear, no? So my hesitancy is so much division that I have been labeled an anti-vaxxer, which comes with a lot of neg negative connotation. I have been labeled, you know, a Trump supporter. I have been labeled now a conspiracist by someone today. I have been labeled... It, it's not easy, you know? It's just not easy. This is not the life I wanted to live. I was just telling... Andy on the phone like an hour ago, you know, I feel like even with this Facebook group, we just got a, a not like a strike, a violation because someone posted something. And I asked Andy, I just called him up. I said, you know, I saw this violation. I'm not sure. Should we do something about it? But then I, he didn't, I didn't even wait for him to respond. I just said, you know, we said we would stick to the principle of not censoring anybody. And that if we wanted to disagree, if we disagreed with something, then we would widen the discussion. We would challenge anything. For example, I don't agree with everything that some people say about the vaccines. Some other stuff, like, for example, some people are saying that the vaccines can cause you blindness. To me, that's too far-fetched for me. Maybe not for others. That's your opinion. That's everyone's point of view. That's fine. For me, I, I don't see that for me. but. I'm all right with you saying that. I'm not going to cancel you out or censor you because you say that. But I do get worried this Facebook censoring as censor tech is attempting to do that we are not going to be strong enough as a movement if we're constantly being censored and censored and censored and shut down. And that's my issue with YouTube and my issue with Facebook. I do want to be careful a little bit, but I don't want to say, how do I hold those things together? So I told Andy, I just want to be transferred. I, I should make another Facebook group so we can transfer. And it's just like, Jesus, it's like, it's like we're transferring from one boat to the next. They're shooting us down. And then here we go to the next boat. Let's everyone swim over to the next boat. Hurry up, revolution. You know, it's like... <laughs> How are we supposed to survive? This is not, you know, how are we supposed to survive on YouTube? Do we just keep making other YouTube accounts? Do we keep making other YouTube channels? Do we keep making other Facebook groups? Do we just all of us jump? And what if they don't catch the notification? Then we lose, lost our movement. And so it's just like North Korea 2.0 because we're not able to just, you know, everything is like on the run. I'm going to France earlier than than not because of these vaccine passports, because of my vaccine status. I'm not sure if I will be to, able to go next year. And so I have to go now. And this this life of like on the run because of our political positions, this is just not normal. So 
I have hesitancy because I don't want to be so public, which I am because everything's online and I'm sharing even now. I just feel this pressure, this pressure. And I that's just the thing I feel. And I want to do things a certain way. I want to write a medium blog post and state my positions before they start mischaracterizing me, before they start judging me. But Andy's like, no, we should just get going. We should just do it. And I, and he's like, do I see some hesitancy? I'm like, relax, Andy, relax. I'm going to be a part of it. Relax. Just give me some time to breathe. Let me do it. I will do it. I will create the group. You know, it just feels like this. Dale, Kenny. So I had some of the same questions, you know, like hesitancy about like doing it on Facebook in particular, because Facebook is one of the most like censored places actually uh, on the on social media. There, I actually left Facebook a while back because they were um, censoring a lot of the stuff that I was like, some keywords, you know, like imperialism or, you know, um, just techno-fascism and things like that. And, and, and they were already censoring stuff, uh, not like flagging me, but like, oh, oops, something went wrong. Oops, something went wrong with this post. Oops, you know, just reposting articles. And so some of my hesitancy was about, you know, the process, not so much about doing something because we have to, you know, and like, I think, um, you know, just like Lipson, you know, like, you know, it's funny enough, when I logged into Facebook, uh, my picture that I hadn't seen in months says, um, I always wonder why somebody, somebody else didn't do something about it. Mm. And I realized I am somebody. Mm. So, you know, it was a reminder of, you know, like, you know, you can't just stand and watch, you know, and, 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 and part of the, the lessons I've learned in, in, I guess, organizing is that there is no fucking roadmap. You can, you can hear people, you can read questions and, you know, and like, I think uh, Rosa Luxemburg, you know, talked about using the tools of your time and, 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 and you know, for better or for worse, this is what we have and we're going to have to navigate and learn in the process. So that's kind of what, you know, how to, how to navigate this, you know, what lessons do we learn? Um, because this is not going to get any easier. Uh, and and I, that's why, you know, I agree with Lipson that it is a race against time, you know, and I feel your, I feel your sense of urgency about, or the, the, the pressure, you know, to move fast or the pressure to do something or the pressure to travel, to do this and that, but that alone is motivation enough for me. And so, more hes- something else that I hesitated about is yeah, or is some insecurities. What if this doesn't take off? But then you're never gonna find out if you don't try it, right? Like, in uh, what if it does? You know, in 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 you know in so we'll see. And also just that I, I understand that organizing is hard, and, and especially when we have a lot of voices, and and you know, and democracy is not easy. You know, and, and, and so, you know, just keeping an eye on, on, on the goal, you know, to, to practice democracy as we do this, you know, and, and so those are things that, you know, I guess that's just in my mind um, about doing this. It also involves, like you said, Eduardo, the cost, right, like of the personal cost of being seen a certain way, right, being labeled in, um, in, in the current um, context the the minefield that it is the current politics 
that the left itself has landmined, you know. Uh, so we had to jump uh, through through the landmines that we planted, um, you know, or people that we assume are on the same side. But now it's like, who? Where is the left? What is the left? And you know, and and and, and also like, I want to make sure that I, you know, we're inclusive, like you said, Eduardo. Like, practice what we preach. We don't want to censor people. You know, we want to welcome dissent, you know, within our, our ranks, you know, questions. And, and so how do we move forward? You know, how do we reach those uh, concrete steps to move forward? You know, and, you know, and, you know, even like I also have questions about like the technical aspects, like opening a the link to anybody, right? Because I know there's hecklers, there's like trolls, there is, you know, people that do this kind of stuff. But again, it's, it's the context of our time. And so I'm kind of like curious about the lessons, a little weird about the energy that it might take, um, depending on how, how much it gets going. And, you know, we'll see what it, what it costs. But like, uh, you know, someone's got to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure about this episode before. Like, I had an idea, but now I'm really glad we're doing it because... This already this discussion is very interesting for me, and it's made me think more deeply about what my re reservations were. Um, I will say, Eduardo, um, I'm <laughs> we both know Michael Caine, the person who's the head of New York Teachers for Choice, um, uh, and you know you have said when you talk about what, the way Andy does things or the way Michael Caine does things, we both know you prefer the way Michael Caine does things. Am I right? <laughs> yes. he's saying yes now but but understand this that i do feel in part that it was michael kane who was like kind of in my ear a little bit email wise basically saying you've got to get something going and that that is the human push i mean uh that can be done in person that can be done by email but that was the human push somebody who i respect somebody who um who i think is doing the right thing telling me y'all got to get something going. So I appreciate what he's doing. And because he did that by virtue of Michael Caine, I had to go after, after Eduardo, you know, so you can blame Michael Caine for the pressure that I put you on. Um, Very quickly, folks can also, we'll link Michael Caine's episode. Yes, that we did. Yeah. 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 Um, but so I do appreciate that he, that he's been, he was on me on that because I do think it was necessary, but I think the question that was probably, concerning me. I, I think I said it in the episode, wait, I got my wedding coming up, which is true, right? But hiding underneath that is, an, is, a, is another question, which is, which is the one that it, Kenny's referring to, which is, it goes like this, who, who am I to? Who am I to da, da, da? And there's that sort of feeling of like, I know something should be happening, but it's not happening. And then I ask myself, well, who am I to start something? And there's a kind of an inner doubt about, well, shouldn't somebody be doing something thinking that it really doesn't have to be me because how could it be me? Um, and so there's that sort of insecurity. I think that that is actually thinking a lot of people, and I think a lot of workers actually have that insecurity of who am I to say, because we're not taught that we should be running things, you know? Um, so I think that is, was in play there. And I think Kenny, the, the fact that you saw that on your on your logo, I think is a good reminder that 
well, if no one's, it's kind of like they say, say that like if, if there's a crowd of people watching something bad happen and no one does anything, then no one will do anything because everyone's looking at each other, not do anything. And so we all become paralyzed. And so it, you, it, it does take somebody to sometimes start. And I think that's what we're just trying to do here. Um, but I do also see, and I, and I had some of the same fears you did, Kenny, of like, okay, maybe no one shows up and, it, and it's a dud, which we, it still could be. Um, and, or maybe a bunch of people show up and it's like overwhelming. I don't know what to do because I do have a wedding coming up, but I think the important thing to remember is that this is a collective struggle. <laughs> and what that means is we could start this, we can set the table for Tuesday, but once that table is set, it's not ours anymore. It's, it's, it's all of, it's all of ours then. And I think that's important for us to remember that all we're doing is, is sort of trying to operate as a little catalyst. Um, and it's, it's everyone who shows up. That's, that is our collective responsibility, you know? Um, so that's one thing. And the other thing I'll say, and this gets back to, um, something I am, we have to understand that virtual organizing is virtual organizing. It has all the problems that Eduardo is talking about. This infrastructure can be taken down anytime. And in fact, the Facebook group only exists to like, it's like a, a Brigadoon. It, it's only ex there to exist there for a moment, just so we can see if we can get people to show up to the virtual meeting on Tuesday. Um, once we have that on Tuesday, we can decide whether we want to stay with Facebook as a way of communicating or if somebody had another way. But I want to go deeper with that and realize that this method of organizing ultimately will not challenge the system. Like it won't. I mean, we, we need to find ways of reaching out to the people because we're very isolated, but we do have to understand that this, these techniques virtually will have to be done in person of putting something out there, assembling people in person, and then in person, physically touching something and grabbing something and changing something with your hands or with in some way or with your bodies. Um, and that is the way the world will be changed for real. This is virtual, but I do think there's still fears in it and there's still, well, there is a way that this is like a simulation, um, a, a movement simulator, but we will ultimately need to have people on the ground doing things. And that's what they're doing in New York. Um, I, I, I'll show later, there is going to be a demonstration in New York. I'll post this now. Let me get the details on it. It's uh, August 25th, 4 PM. I'm going to post this up there. Uh, New York Unions for Choice, um, protesting Biden, Cuomo, de Blasio's medical mandates, come to City Hall, um, and it's Wednesday, August 25th, 4 p.m., um, and I'll post in it, you know, firefighters union, teachers union, nurses, healthcare, um, police, uh, postal workers, federal workers of all sorts are invited, um, and that's a really important step. We're, I don't think we're there yet, but we will need to get there, um, and that is the, is a step we're going to have to go through, but we're starting here. I, I wanted to say, you know, I, you said that Michael King was whispering in your voice. I think for me, I didn't think of our group as a Michael King group because of it was, I think in my head, it was more of a teacher caucus that I was thinking, which I'm not currently working in SFUSD. So I thought it would be, something I don't know. I didn't know how it, I thought myself as a supportive role to the caucus, but what really got me going, which really is what I hope 
we will have in the newer episode is uh, my my friends from France who are doing amazing work, which I've been sharing some of their posts on my Facebook. We, they're just completely, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this word. Um, like they're, you know, throwing stuff and not like real violent stuff with yeah. the right and the left, the yellow vest movement. So they're, they're really involved and they really inspired me. And it made me teary watching them because I, I know that they just passed the green pass um, recently and they are so upset. They're pulling out chairs outside of the restaurants. They're bringing their own things and they're refusing to go. They're also creating, I, I shared this Facebook post. They're creating like a list of places that you can go to cinemas or other places where they don't ask you to get the green pass. So they're organizing on other ways. They're still fighting the fight, but at the same time, they're still trying to figure out how they can resist this, no? And so that's really the impetus for me. I, I And I hope that I'll bring some of that coverage when if I go back. Um, and then the other thing I want to say is before, when we when I was organizing before, and I, you know, sometimes I would be in a principal's office with a UBC, and I was there, a teacher's pit bull, because I would be fighting fiercely and I was applauded for that. Or when I was, you know, in a manifestation here in the in San Francisco or elsewhere, there was always this encouragement. And I think what we need, it's for me, I definitely will feel this thing is like within our own group, within our own our our not party, our side of the left, there's just going to be a lot of infighting, I feel, because at least not from my part. I mean, I, I'll still be friends with them, but people don't know how to separate and they're just going to really oppose. There's going to be this thing, which is so sad, you know? So that's another thing too. It's, 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 it's more of what I said a little bit, but it's just my friendships. They're just going to, I don't know what will happen because of it, because I am going to come out strongly. And so this is just my fear as well. It's just, you know, I'm looking at, I was looking at my Facebook friends and the mutual friends and people in SF politics. And it's just, it just, I don't know, something will eventually, they're going to defriend me, That not just they're going to defriend me, they're going to start maybe telling for hiring, you know, if, if I should be hired or not to certain schools because certain people are working. It's just, it's just going to be maddening all this labeling and my reputation, my reputation and, there's a lot at stake, you know, it just feels this coming out like this. It's just, you know, people are employers, potential employers are looking at this. This is just very, you know, it's just scary. That's what I wanted to add. So. You're talking about consequences, Eduardo, and at least for me, I'm facing them every day now. <clears throat> you know, I'm seeing, you know, how part of the business I work for has, has been, um, has became, joined the movement of 500 bars in the city to require a um, proof of vaccination. And they, one of their methods, it's a QR code that leads you to the state uh, registry of vaccination registry, essentially, California's. Um, and so, you know, the past is already here. You know, I've seen some, you know, to my encouragement, in some ways, like I've seen a lot of people like go in, one person doesn't have the pass, so they walk away. 
some people walk away upset. One guy threatened to kind of punch one of the owners. And, you know, so there is a lot of frustration. You know, it, it also shows me that the bars bars are, are almost empty. And, and, and they want to at least uh, they want to portray it as being a, um, you know, like a factor of the fear. But I, I, I disagree. I, I was going out to bars. I was going out to events, to fundraisers in these, you know, as that there's more period that bars were open, like normally, quote unquote, before they start asking for vaccine proofs. And now bars are empty. So, you know, there is, you know, consequences. There is people, you know, opposing this stuff. And, 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 and myself, I, I'm already like feeling that pressure of, you know, went to a bar and someone is asking me for, even though I want to sit outside and, and sitting outside is permitted, quote unquote, uh, they still want to know if I'm vaccinated, you know, and, and so again, the, the consequences are already here, and, and, you know, and, and just in the fact that there is a division, you know, and people see as you're either vaccinated or not, you know, and, you know, while, you know, the biggest transfer of wealth in the history of humanity continues, right? Um, and, and so this to me is almost not an option. You know, it's not a question of whether we should do something, you know, because I'm seeing the consequences. I'm seeing the consequences in, you know, me asking for a raise and they put a, uh, the, the uh, what, it, what was it called? <laughs> a vaccine incentive, you know, out of the fucking language of Biden. Right. A vaccine incentive, you know, you might get a raise if you just get the vaccine, you know, if you stop being fucking difficult, basically, you know, and, you know, and, you know, I'm glad this is happening at this stage of my life when I'm, you know, sure of my convictions, you know, where I'm, I'm, I'm okay with questioning, I'm okay with standing and taking blows and being disregarded as difficult, you know, because guess what, you know, like com compliant people have never changed the world. And I'm not trying to be a hero, you know, like obviously I have my own fears long-term, you know, of the consequences. I'm not going into this naively, you know, just like we're doing this podcast, the shit that I've said in this podcast, it can be manipulating anywhere. You know, it's not just about the, the censoring, it's about the manipulation the you know, the character assassination basically. So I, I know I'm nobody. You know, right now, <laughs> and 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 uh, but if push comes to shove, then you know anything, all the tools of the state are used. So I'm not afraid of that. You know, what I'm afraid of is, you know, just you know, not doing anything. You know, and 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 being hopeless, and frustrated, and angry that no one else is doing anything. And so again, just to summarize, the consequences are already there. You know, the, the, the passports are already here. You know, they're not being imposed by the state yet, right? But you have people doing the bidding of the state, you know, and, and, and not just the state, right? Let's go further. The state, you know, like manages the affairs of the capitalist class. So this is not the state. This is the, the people, the corporations. This is you know, Bezos, this is the tech, all the tech, this is biotech, this is pharma, this is, you know, all those members of the uh, World Economic Forum, you know, uh, they're behind this, you know, and, and they know the implications. And, you know, 
so it, it's time to be louder, you know, because uh, too many of us has, has, are being silenced in isolation. And so we have to come together, you know, and be loud collectively. Yeah, and, and I don't know what resistance is going to look like. Um, and and I, I imagine, I do believe to stop this, it will take the physical resistance of masses of nobodies, essentially. A, a lot of nobodies getting together and agreeing that we're ain't, we ain't going to do what is, we're being asked to do or being told to do by the state and by the corporations and by the capitalists. And that is how history will be changed, is by masses of nobodies doing that and deciding to do that. But I, I also, and I, I don't think, I think people have to understand, and I've been having conversations with fellow teachers who, who none of them want to, the ones I'm talking to, they do not want to get vaccinated. Some of them are going to choose to get vaccinated and some of them are not in under the pressure that we're being put under because we found out, right? Currently, we were told about a week ago in San Francisco Unified, we had to maybe it was a week and a half ago, declare your vaccination, tell us your vaccination status, you know? Um, and they said something in there about like, so we can tell others about it, you know, but I'll get to that later or maybe on another episode. But, um, and then of course, uh, uh, Governor Newsom had come out and said, you know, workers needed to be vaccinated or tested, right? Um, and then our superintendent, you know, uh, from for San Francisco Unified came out and said, well, that's what we're going to do. You either get vaccinated by the, the 7th of September or you, you need to be on a weekly, at least you'll be tested, PCR test at least once a week by Color Labs. Um, and that decision was hailed by our allies and decreased the distance, right? The people who were trying to reopen schools now suddenly, and that was hailed by our union and by the unions of like, oh, this is great. Look what they're doing to keep us safe. That's a disaster, right? It is, it is, it is bad for this for the cause of workers that institutions of workers and parents who say that they're trying to help their kids are essentially helping this prison get built by cheering on the the uh, the vaccine mandates. Because, well, I think the three of us know that these vaccine mandates are not about our safety; they're about control. And they're about institutionalizing and, and, and um, sort of opening the, the lanes up for ever greater ex, uh, will, dis, um, ability of the state to say, we want this information about you before we give you the right to do X, Y, or Z. And as Kenny's pointing out, we're seeing it as a public-private partnership, um, which, by the way, is just... That's the definition Mussolini, Mussolini had of fascism, the state and corporations coming together. And that, that's what we're seeing is the merging and how they are working together. So now it's come out that teachers in San Francisco Unified are either must indicate their vaccination status and get vaccinated, or you can do PCR testing. Now, interestingly enough, my colleagues, like when we when we put this on the Facebook group or when it was revealed that Governor Newsom wanted to do this, this has been applauded also by our colleagues in San Francisco Unified. We see that on the Facebook. They're all going, this is great that they're doing that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and when I revealed to some of my colleagues at work that I ain't getting vaccinated and if, and if they force me to get vaccinated, I won't be working here. In all honesty, it was met with a kind of a yawn. Like, 
I mean, and these are people who I've worked with and some of the folks who were like indifferent to this, I've helped them. Like I've helped them union wise and things like that and known them 15 to 20 years. And like, like in all honesty, it's pretty chilling. It's a, and even hurtful to see what's taking place um, to the degree to which people are like, you know, I've known you for 20 years. I know you're a good teacher. I know you've been willing to help me. But now I see when the when the things are turned against you and it looks like you're going to lose your job because your number's up. You know what? I kind of don't care. And that's messed up. But that's the world we live in right now. And if that carries on in that way, work the working class is through. Um, there is going to have to be something come. We're going to have to come to something. And that's what I see is like why we need to do this is. We do need to find a way of assembling the forces of people who are trying to do something and just to figure out what do we need? Like, what do we need for support to sustain ourselves in this time? Um, are there ways we can connect to legal services that could help us? Are there ways we could just connect to information things that we can put out to people that would help us? Um, are there things we can begin to organize? Um, I personally don't see what will come out of Tuesday as like, some rally that we're going to organize. I, that doesn't seem right to me, but I can see um, coming out of it, the beginning of networks of people beyond me, Eduardo and Kenny, who are working in a more ongoing way. Um, and this was partly coming back down to like, at first we thought we were going to be California workers for choice. Right. And then I think that was a conversation with Brandy or I don't can't remember. I was like, we need to, and Kenny in fact raised a question about that. Like maybe we should be workers. And, I, and at first I thought we should be California workers because we need to do this organizing in California. But I think when I think about what we're launching on Tuesday is if there are a number of people from Oregon who show up or Washington state, then either they can continue to meet with us here in California, or they can start their own group and figure out, if they can get something going there, because this is going to have to spread. Um, but um, so those are just some initial thoughts I have. Maybe I've moved to what do we think would come out of this meeting? For me, it's just you mentioned it, Libsyn, I think it's connection, um, you know, to maybe see what other people are doing. And um, like one of my concerns is that a lot, there are people with opinions that are isolated, you know, I, I, and they're tired. And, and you mentioned sustaining, you know, and, and I think it's important to talk to other people that want to do something about it, to see where things are at and maybe become, you know, make, make, make action steps. Um, and so for me, it's just, uh, it's kind of like an assessment of what's out there, you know, to begin with. Like what's, what's out there, what kind of resistance is out there? It's kind of like, you know, seeing those dystopian, like, world-ending movies when like, you're calling on the radio and, like, hoping someone answers. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what, what I feel it's happening. You know, it's like putting a call on the radio and, and see if there are pockets of resistance and that can, you know, come together and, and, and form something more substantial. I think there are at least, I was looking up a number just now to make sure that I got it correct, but there's at least 48% of the population that won't get vaccinated. Uh, that there's, this is from, 
fortune.com and this is just some numbers they pulled out from some survey that was done last week and uh yes can you? just from that Eduardo, so i think that's important but also the people that got vaccinated under pressure the people that are questioning the vaccines right now that you know and and, and the people that are vaccinated but just simply want to you know like defend the right to choose you know like so I think, yes, that's important. You know, the 48% that might, there, there's also, let's not put them in a monolith, right? There's multiple reasons why people don't get vaccinated. But, you know, for me, it's not just about the vaccine itself. It's about everything else. It's the censorship, it's the impositions, it's the mandates, it's, it's, it's you know, self-determination, you know? Uh, and, 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 you know, like, uh, because sadly, the people that are supposed to be here fighting this are not here. You know, the pro-choice people, the anti-imperialists, you know, the all these, these people have sided with the state. And so I hope I find some people there. But my point is that all people, people that regret this, people that question what's actually happening, people that didn't want to get it but felt so pressured and they felt isolated that they had to get it. Or people that, you know, felt pressured because they want some sense of liberty, right? And, and so those are the people I, I want to invite all these people in. Yeah, no, I I think your point is taken. I I do want to uh, echo that uh, Kenny that this is a movement of reg regardless of your political affiliation or regardless of your vaccine status, we are fighting against vaccine mandates that will lead to vaccine passports you know, or anything that's vaccine passports, health passes, uh, vaccine certifications, anything alongside those lines. Wherever anyone stands on it, I think if we just look at that, I, there might be some something encouraging, I think, that people do have hesitations and people do have questions. So um, we'll be able to, hopefully we'll be able to reach them if we don't get to town before. Uh, Andy, so, so steps. Uh, so we started off with this group, right? Here we are, this Facebook group. People can find it in the episode links. Yeah. And then, what do you all think? How how do you how do we proceed? I I I have some ideas, but I'm not sure how anyone else might think different or have something else in mind. I mean, I mean, I initially have a question. I mean, are we is the link open to anybody, everybody? You know, and. Uh, how do we deal then, if that's the case, how do we deal with potential hecklers or trolls and you know, how, obviously, how disruptive that is too? I think if someone's just being uh, just an asshole, I think we just mute them and they can still listen. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> they'll be bugging, so just like click. Well, I think I really like maybe have my answer. That that should be a matter of a decision, right? Right at the beginning, you know, like what do we do? You know, like, um, you know, how do how do that should be a question brought up to the group? You know, maybe how to run that meeting. Well, I would say that at least for this first meeting, it'll be us sort of moderating the meeting. And then after that, like subsequent meetings, people have to decide what they want to do. But I do feel like in launching the initiative, 
I do think we have to take responsibility from for moderating that first meeting. Um, I don't even. I'm not even saying that the people who are coming to the meeting agree with that. I'm just saying that's what I believe because we've t- we've done this, so that we take responsibility for doing that. Um, so now it could come up. People could say, "Well, hey, we want to." We want to discuss moderation. And if people say that, then I'm open to doing that. But my first part will be to say, look, either Eduardo or Kenny or me, all of us collectively are going to act as moderators this meeting. And we're going to make some calls, you know, on things. Um, I will probably, I don't think I would want to assume that a bunch of hecklers are going to show up there. I'm not going to assume that. I think it's a problem that we would need to be ready to address if we start to see that happening, like if we stop, if we feel like somebody's being disruptive and my, probably the first thing I would do is basically say, okay, as a moderator, I'm kind of getting a sense. So-and-so is, is really not here to help us do this. Uh, are, are the people getting that sense? Tell me in the chat or something, you know, if you think that's what's happening. And, um, and then I'm going to like, basically, or maybe I first address the person and say, you know, you should chill out. But if we had to make a, a call, to, I want to be reluctant to remove anybody and do that really as a, a last resort because there has been so much removal and canceling and, and things like that. So I don't want to have a quick trigger finger unfor- because of the, the terrain we're in right now where that's happened. And I would rather extend the meeting a little bit to go through a, a process of being like giving a person a first chance, second chance and third chance before we basically like, you got to go. That's my feeling. I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I think it's a good, good idea. I think uh, I was planning to mute them so they can still be a part of the discussion, but I'm all right with that. Yeah. Kenny? Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, just thinking from past experience, it does help to have a little guideline at the beginning. Yeah. Because uh, people are, don't know each other, um, you know, um, to kind of, again, uh, guide the discussion, at least at the beginning, and then see what kind of life it takes. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, for me, the at least the first part of the meeting is, um people introducing themselves. And I do think we have a role to just basically be like, please, particularly if we have, like right now we have 50 folks on our Facebook group. I've sent a bunch of emails out and people have responded through the emails and it could be 30 or 35 people there, maybe a more, but I'm hoping we can all introduce ourselves in some way, shape or form. And that is Sometimes people do the right thing and they only do it for 15 or 20 seconds and they give that information. Sometimes people go on for three minutes and I think we will have to remind people like, look, we, like we, we're not going to, we don't want to spend the meeting. We want everyone to be met, to meet each other, but we don't want to spend the meeting in introductions. That's just going to require some self-discipline on part of people to just, you know, kind of keep their introduction short. So my, that's where I think we first need to do is, is people introduce introduce themselves like and maybe uh, this is i don't know say your name where you're from and why why you chose to come to the meeting today or something i don't know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's where things can open up and get but just remind people look we got a lot of people or if if it's not that many people we can we can give people more time Mm 
Yeah. No, it's the same. I think it's a good idea. I agree. How, do we decide how long the meeting is? Okay. Well, I was going to propose that we 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 say an hour, but but it doesn't have to be an hour. I think folks should expect to be the most substantive part to be an hour, or at least the first 40 minutes, and then folks can get off if they want to stay on, they can. Sometimes, like what we do here, sometimes we have discussions and then Kenny says I have to get off, or I say I have to get off, but you two continue talking, something like that. Um, so here's my feeling. I actually feel like we should say that we're gonna do this meeting for an hour and 30 minutes. And this meeting ends in an hour and 30 minutes. Like, I actually think we should come in together and leave together. And if people felt like they had to leave within an hour, then we'd just do an hour. Because I do feel like that whole dragging on, and this is the, this is the problem in the virtual world as well. Okay. It, I, I'd rather we get less done, but all do it together. And we can just, all right, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do another meeting. And we'll call it up again. We got this much done. We need to meet it next week, or we need to meet in a month, or we need to meet again in so we, two weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, based on. So I, my feeling is we should set a known time, stick to that time, and just be like, when it comes, we're like, we're done. This meeting is done now. We said an hour and a half, and uh, you know, we think it's important that we honor that time, and we used our time that way because I do feel like. People's time is important. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. But I also feel like we're setting something up when we don't even know the social dynamic. There might just be that desire to want. I just don't, I don't want it to be a set in stone sort of guide. Right? You might just find someone you really click with and I'm something that's said and I say, well, I want to speak to you afterwards because you said that you had your student or your child in a school and I thought they were, you know, whatever it is, there might be. Well, I think to that, that would be um, somebody posting in the beginning a, a page that has a list of people's, they put their name and they put their email if they want to put their phone number and we all get, we all say we can access this mm -hmm. and we share that. And so people can then, you know, they can have that communication with each other. They can do that in a side chat as well if they really wanted to. But I think we could, we could have that in the beginning is something that has a list of people's names and their emails or something like that. And phone numbers, if they wanted to put those on there. Okay. And we could start as the first three names and then, send that out, share it on the thing and people can add to it. Um, so what do you think about, cause that's, that's a little unusual, but I think it's, I kind of think is necessary. Now, subsequent meetings, people could say, you know, somebody else is moderating. They're like, we're well, no, we're going to go on for as long. And I'm fine with that. But I would say that we would put forward the notion of for this meeting, which we're moderating, we're going to say this, if it starts at, five or let's say we know what that so let's say it starts at 510 all right or we say we, we started at 510 or 505 so i don't want to go too much longer than that i think we got to get started um then we we basically say what that amount of time is that we're allotting and we want to be clear with people 
we will be ending this meeting at 6.35. Like, uh, we're not kidding. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's important to not um, drive things too long. Also, you know, into just to have a target and keep our eye on that target. Um, because I think in the long in the long term, it would be detrimental to just drag shit along and like yeah, you know, and um, yeah, just uh, again respecting people's times and attention spans really because yeah. I I'm get tired and it's gonna be probably after work for many people. And do you think an hour and a half is the right amount of time? I think so because there's always like a, a you know beginning like starting and wrapping up. So like we really are gonna be counting on like an hour and ten minutes or something. Yeah, like yeah. Particularly if people drag in it, you know, mm -hmm. five fifteen, five twenty. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll be com coming in while we're still doing. I think it's gonna take some time to do those introductions. Yeah. <clears throat> Which also means that we have to reserve. So if the meeting is ending at say six thirty-five or six forty, let's be you know something like that at um P pacific standard time then that means that one of us has to at around 10 minutes before that pretty much stop whatever we're talking about and saying we have 10 more minutes for this meeting we have to talk about what are we doing next that will take at least 10 minutes yeah so i might even say 15 minutes because you know it's like do we do, do people do we want a different moderator do we want to meet in a week or two weeks do we want to meet, like, how do we want to do it? What do we want to do with our, well, the, anything, you know, but answering a question that relates to whether we want to meet again. It seems like people are going to trail off after this, in this episode, the farther they go and listen to this part. Um, I think this is important stuff for people. Like, this is stuff people have to, like, think about when they host a meeting. And you people will need to be hosting meetings of nobodies and to make those things successful you have to start to think about what are the important questions because we haven't even decided well what are we trying to talk about we've kind of like introductions how to end it how to run it how to moderate a little bit but you'll notice we haven't talked about okay what are we doing in the meat of the meeting yeah and i mean i, I do know how to organize an event you know but i don't know if it's necessary to put it online like this well what do you think kenny you think this is i think this is useful stuff um no i see eduardo's concern like it, it is a little like dry and you know but at the same time i don't know like what is our intention here which <laughs> show how we we process things. I thought that you know that's that's our goal here today, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because I mean, this is boring. I get it, <laughs> but you know, it's um, it, it's fundamental. Like, you know, it's like you know to see a little structure. It seems the little the devil in the details, right? Again, yeah. I mean, if how are people? How are nobodies? I mean, how come keep coming back to that? Going to organize something if they don't even know what the questions are that like, or what kinds of questions they have to ask. Cause you, people have throw parties, right? Like 
and throwing a party, we're, that's what you're doing when you organize. You're throwing a party. And, but it's a very specific thing. You're throwing a party with the aim of bringing people together towards a common aim. So how do you do that democratically? How do you do that in a way that gets people to hear each other? That's, that's not an easy thing to do. You, you do have to answer some questions about structure. That doesn't mean the answers we're coming to are right, but we have to answer those questions. And I think the reason people might think and people think it's boring is because no one thinks that this is stuff they have to learn, but everyone's going to have to learn this. I'm not talking about like one in a hundred. I'm talking about everyone because that's what democ that's what so democracy under socialism is going to be. You know, and, and at least for me, this is important because, you know, like you and I, we might know this because we have some experience, right? Um, but there is plenty of people that I think listen to us and, you know, maybe want to do something and, and, and they're going to have to, like, like I said, pockets of resistance, right? We're not in the same physical space, but maybe they know some people. Maybe those this will incentivize them to, you know, get on it, you know, because the point is here we are, like, discussing. We don't know exactly what's going to happen after the next meeting, but we're, we're running through the basics, right, of, all right, like, who's moderating? How? You know, like, are we just going to tell people what to do, what to say, what to think? You know, like, I'm curious as to why people are there, you know, and, and I mean, I, I get it, you know, the, the sense is that the, what has brought us to that meeting, potentially, is, is the, the concern that something needs to get done, <laughs> right? And, and so then we have to figure out what that something is, you know, and, and, you know, we'll first, like, see the concerns, you know, like, how do our concerns fit together? Um, and that requires structure, the details, you know, like, um, because we can't just waste that hour and a half in introductions. And so who's going to do that? And are, are we going to do that forever? Who takes up on that next? Um, you know, and because like, I want to make sure people feel empowered to be and run that group. You know, like, like again, we just, we don't know exactly the roadmap, but, um, but that's, that's what it's going to take, right? <laughs> in, in many areas, you know, this is like one facet of fighting a, a system. Um, and so, and again, I just think it's about sharing some sort of knowledge and it seems boring, but it goes a long way because I didn't know how to do this shit until I got in it, in it you know, like, and, and get, get my hands wet. Right. Does that make sense, Eduardo, or what do you think? I mean, I'm, I understand it. It just, yes, it, 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 I understand. I may have a slightly different approach to this, um, but I, I well, maybe I just want it to be not so many pauses and so, because we are also processing and just seems like maybe I'm a little inhibited knowing that this is being recorded and I'm dancing improvisationally in front mm -hmm. of others. <laughs> so maybe it's a personal thing, I'm not sure. So. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's part of the process, you know, of doing this whole thing. You do improvise a lot. <laughs> you mess up and you're going to yeah. have to, all right, that didn't work. You know, and so how do you course correct, you know? And, and, you know, I think that's, my reading was that that's the intention of today. And it mm -hmm. might be some, 
boring part, but it, I think it's also part of like whoever is really interested is going to continue to listen to this. That's correct. And, yeah. and, and, and again, I'm not doing like this show. I'm not doing this show for to entertain people. You know, uh, I'm not doing this show to gain more viewers. I'm doing this show to maybe the same reason I'm doing this group to find those people that are willing to do something about it. You know, to find those people that are willing to say something about it, stand up. You know, because, you know, as uh, yes, as much as we need everyone to be part of, you know, the movement, we, we, you know, like Alison McDowell said, you know, there are some people that carry embers, you know, and and, and you gotta keep keep that fire lit, you know, and and so hopefully it spreads, you know, and sometimes people need a nudge, you know, or you know, call it inspiration, call it whatever, or I call it empowerment, really to do something and say something you know and, and and make mistakes because you know we might get censored but you know we're going to learn something about it you know and and then we're gonna, again course correction and improvisation that's literally what it takes well that's what that's the nature of the struggle you know against you know fighting power yes well, let me check eduardo so for what i think we've at least said the intention is for Tuesday for this Tuesday meeting is to put forward the idea that we would be moderators, right? We haven't decided we're moderators, but we're putting that forward that we're going to act as moderators for this Tuesday meeting, that we're going to start with introductions, people introducing themselves. And I think we might've do the thing you say where you are, where you're from, where you're from, and then why, you know, why you're here, you know, what, what, why is this important to you kind of thing? Something like that. And we talked, then we, then we talked about the end of the meeting, like, or the time frame, like how much time and how we were going to kind of cut it for what reason to the actual time and then how we're going to end that meeting. Are those things that made that you agree with in the way we've talked about them so far? Yeah, that's all okay. right. Yeah. The reason I'm yeah. being very particular about this is I want to be clear. Nothing about that was democratic. Let's be clear, right? We made this, you, Kenny. Eduardo, and we just made the decision. And this is how democracy works, I believe, is we have to be willing to make some decisions and then we're gonna put them in front of people and then we're gonna see how they respond. Do you see what I'm saying? Look how we, the three of us, just tried to make some decisions here that in a sense, almost, we're kind of imposing on the group in order to see if we can create a, a stable and successful framework for that meeting. And the, the, the degree of democracy that exists is in the discussion we're having here. The way that we're, like, that is the most democratic thing that's happening as I check with you, hey, do you agree? Because I wasn't sure when you said, I, there was, I would go about it a different way. I wanted to check, well, maybe Eduardo doesn't agree with what we're doing. And so we've got to go backwards again. And then, so that's where, for me, because we're doing, we are responsible for, the, for holding the space and at least in the beginning, that's where, for me, the democracy has to be, which in the people who are who are starting this, we have to all be on the same page and agree that we're that we're doing the thing that we in the way that we agree it should be done. It could be the right way, it could be the wrong way, but it's what we we're like. It's what Kenny said. We're going to put it in motion and see what happens, and we will learn by doing. Yes. So, what we haven't decided is, and again. Everyone who comes to that meeting could just, you know, say, no, this is a bad plan. We want to do something else. 
This is a waste of time. Da, da, da. Or we want to go for two hours. We want to go for two and a half hours. And we'll have to figure out what we do then. That could happen. But this is our intention right now, right? Okay. Yes, yes. I, yeah. So the thing that I don't think we've decided, and I don't know if we should, or maybe we should, is what do we think should happen for the actual thing that is like not the introduction, not the end, but should we decide that or should we leave it for the meeting? I, I think back at some like organizing efforts and while that, what we just discussed, the intro, has been decided now, the other 75% of the meeting, I have been in meetings where that is decided at that time. And so I wouldn't mind if we just brainstormed at that time because there is a sort of outline, a skeletal piece mm -hmm. to a meeting that we have already discussed here amongst three people that have come to build just, you know, like the, just the skeletal part of building this, this house. It's like, we've just, we're buying the materials because we have an idea of what, how we're going to begin some foundations. But I think the rest of it, the entire design, the entire the scaffolding of every piece and every, it's just, I think all of that, I think has to be decided collectively I, or I, to use the example of a body, like the skeleton and now the meat of the mm -hmm. body has to be decided together. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think I, I want to see how this evolves in, in terms of like, well, I think for me, the first is I want to know what people's concerns are. And, and, and then the next step is what do you think should happen? You know, do we have a commonality? Is there areas where, you know, we agree, areas where we disagree? And, you know, what can we push forward, you know, together? Uh, so I do agree with you that, you know, I don't know if I have much of thought on if I have to define the meat of the of the the next part of the meeting, it should be that, you know. Like, and then maybe what we do is in the introduction is we ask people to answer do this: your name, your um, you know where you're from, and not why you're here. Because I think, but what do you hope comes out of this meeting? Or what do you, or what do you want to like? What do you think needs to be done? Like something like that kind of thing. But it should be one question, not two, because then it gets. But I think if 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 what and I agree with Eduardo that I'd like to kind of have the space direct what we're really doing, then I think those introductions have to be clues to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so too. I think that will give us an idea of. But I may not know that that's actually what is how we are formulating, but I think I would start writing a list of just, if I was in a meeting, physical in person, I would start writing um, just what people's thoughts were immediately on a board, what comes to mind for them. Right. And then from there, we would just discuss what we would like to see. And 
What do you think about that, Kenny? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me, it goes back to the question of time. I think that's good. that in itself is going to be the, the entire meeting right there. But, you know, answering productions and then, you know, kind of seeing where people are at. And then, um, you know, um, going from there, you know, and like we're going to share our opinions, I guess, individuals, you know, as part of that group. And, and we'll see again where we agree. Where we disagree, the commonalities, the patterns, and and decide, you know, like who wants to be part of a, a next step, which is another meeting, you know. And I don't think we've quite formulated that like introduction question, but can we leave it alone and we can do that offline, or we just kind of try to sort it out right here? I think it's simple. It's what you trying to get out. What what do you want to? What would you? How do you, what do you see we could get out of this meeting? What do you, yeah. Yeah, what do you, what would you like to get out of this um, to, uh, meeting together? Yeah, what would you like, I maybe put it this way. What's your name? Where are you from? And what are you hoping comes out of this meeting today? Mm -hmm. And also, are you vaccinated or not? <laughs> <laughs> Vaccination status. <laughs> <laughs> Stay six feet away from my screen. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, there you go. And I'm telling you right now, I'm I'm already thinking I'm not adding any of this. Oh, Jesus. I mean, and also I think we're gonna have to again adapt to the size of the group. We don't know how big it is, smaller. Yeah. So it'll depend, you know, and like, um, yeah, maybe we'll have a third discussion with one other person or <laughs> we'll have like a half-assed introduction with like 60 people. Yeah, I understand. I, I, I would really change my mind depending on what the group is saying, if I have priorities. Right. I think that that's how I would see it. Yeah. If the people are going to be sharing some stronger concerns than who can just quickly answer the question of who can moderate. And if that's still up for debates, then I would really go to what the others are saying. Yeah. That's how I work it in my head. Just remember, uh, we are the vanguard, so we know better. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> Kenny, you're triggering everyone. You can't say stuff like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm editing that. I'm taking that out. He's like, that's why I hate socialism. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we did our work. Our little fit, our, our organizing fishbowl. Yeah, I'm going to edit heavily. Our, our organizing dirty fishbowl. <laughs> dirty fishbowl with little fish poop in it. <laughs> All right, folks. Um, what else is there to discuss? That's it. Let's remind people. We're going to have this information below, um, but you know, come to, if you're interested in organizing with us, come to the Tuesday virtual meeting and help us um, shape the resistance we can build to vaccine mandates and vaccine passports. Thank you, Andy, for that. And uh, well, again, it'll, everything will be linked in the episode notes. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, if you've been able to survive the last 
part two of that episode. Congratulations. Yes, you made it to uh, organizing boot camp. Oh, Jesus. Um, What's Left is a weekly political podcast as channel challenging the means you left. We post information about our topics and our guests on the episode notes. Where have you found this episode or on our blog at what-s-left.webnote.com. Um, and you can find past episodes to this podcast last channel there and connect with us. Uh, if you like anything you've heard here, please uh, share uh, um, your favorite episode, rate, review, uh, jot down our information, subscribe to any of our plat um, platforms, turn on your notifications, Spotify, uh, iTunes Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, BitChute, Libri, Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E -E or Libri, L-B-R-Y, YouTube or Telegram. Uh, it seems most people are going over there, migrating over to BitChute. So mm -hmm. uh, that's a place where I hope to check out uh, more than YouTube eventually. Um, if you would like to give us feedback about something you've heard or suggest something for us to cover, contact us through our blog. Um, I'm Eduardo Barca with co-hosts Kenny Cepeda and Andy Lipson. Thank you all very much. See you all next time. Ciao.